Hello, welcome back everybody. Not, I'm back here with uh, Bill Bloom. Bill is a new friend of mine. We just met recently through the Strategic Coach Program with Dan Sullivan. So I'm super excited to have Bill on. Bill was absolutely very generous and kind when I first got involved with uh, Strategic Coach. And he was one of the first people I reached out to and he's been very gracious and supportive throughout uh, the process. So Bill, thanks for being here with us today. Oh my gosh, this is such an honor for us to spend time together and share our stories with, you know, with your tribe and your audience. So I'm really grateful to be here. Thanks, man. Cool. So when I looked at uh, your LinkedIn again, I looked at it before when you first met, but I see that I love what you help people do. You help people retire as they desire. So can you tell us more about that? I'd love to. Um, Gosh, retirement. It's such a fickle thing here in the United States and really across the world. The majority of people don't receive a financial education when they grow up and they go through school. And I was a product of that too. Like I never learned about money until I got to college really. And your first education about money comes from your parents, whether you know it or not, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And that sets your money habits. So I realized at a young age, being in the financial services world that our money habits really dictate how we end up later in life. And that's what I I started my business around is what are your money habits? What are you doing every day? How do you actually achieve your goals? And we're able to reverse engineer things and help people retire as they desire, as we like to say. Nice. I love that, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. I learned a lot of money lessons from my parents growing up and, uh, most of them weren't the, the best, right? And my parents did the best they could, right? They always had the best intent for me, but they did, it's it's really what we both are, do, right? It's mindset, right? It really starts with your belief systems and your, your psychology around it. And my parents didn't always have the greatest mindset around it. And again, they didn't do it on purpose, but they were just doing the best they could. So I, I love that you do that. And I think it's so important for people to learn more about financial literacy. Well, I agree with you. A million times over if you educate your children like like we have an almost two year old now and money is going to be a part of his life he's going to learn how money can work for him instead of us working for it forever and that's what i teach my clients that's what i teach my people is how do you make your assets work for you instead of you always having to work for it and how to build cash flow because think about it It doesn't matter if you're 30, 50, 70, if you have enough resources to live off of, you could spend your time freely. And that's our greatest asset is how do you get that mindset of abundance to really think about how to build an asset to work for you. Mm -hmm. And when things are working for you, you have freedom of time. And that's what I really am a big proponent about is how to free up people's time so that they can have that purpose-filled and passion-filled lifestyle that they've always dreamed about. Nice. I love that. You said so many awesome things I want to pick your brain on a little more about. But before we jump into the some of those cool things you talked about, cash flow, mindset of abundance, making your money work for you, how do you do it with your how do you do it with your two-year-old? What are some lessons or ways you train him or her? Is it a, I'm sorry, is it a boy or a girl I can't? It's a boy, boy. Um, so actually this is fascinating. There is a show called Coco Melon. Uh-huh. And for the parents out here who are listening to this, watching this, 
it is unbelievable because they do the ABCs, the one, two, threes. They say, please and thank you. They, they teach the kids. So it's, it's yeah. super educational. But there's one three-minute video that shows when the kids find change under the couch or if they get money, should we spend it? And the parents go, no. Should we save it? And they go, yes. <laughs> so it's teaching kids at a super early age. And I love that. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. So with him, he was going through my wallet the other day. And this is, he likes to take the cards out and play with it. Where does my license go? You know, you leave it. It's like, oh, it's under the bed. But I said to him, that's money. And he goes, money. So it was starting to get him with the realization of what that is. And when he turns three, how do you spend it? How do you save it? How do you invest it? And what we're going to do for him is like, we already started his college fund. But once he gets a little bit older and he understands the concepts, I'm going to teach him about stocks and business. I'm going to read him books about that and maybe even write a children's book on money. I love writing books. Um, I'm a big fan of that. So that could be in the works to it. You know what? You just gave me a great idea is doing a kid's book for money. That's that yeah. is probably going to be my next project. That's really cool. I love that. And I love the idea of getting your, your children used to money when they're young. Like in my family, it was like nobody would talk about it because it's like a bad thing to talk about money, right? It's such yeah, a hard yeah. topic. Say, say it again. You cut out. What would you say? Yeah, same here. I mean, 100%. Um, my parents didn't know what to do with the dollar. And I love my parents. They're great people. But they didn't know what to do with money. And that was a correlation into my brother and I growing up. We didn't know either until I actually learned about it and studied it. Yeah. Wow. One of my funny story, one of my friends and also one of my coaches, his mom, when he was a baby, would like just put money around him all the time. And he said, and like in his bed, she, and I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, right? But like she'd like throw money at him in the bed and stuff. And so his beliefs about money and he's really abundant with money and he's like really successful business-wise and financially. But his, his two of his core beliefs around money is, one is money's everywhere all the time in massive abundance. And the other one is money is constantly flowing in his direction at all times. So I just thought about that because you're seeing thinking of your kid playing with your cards and kind of making a game out, game out of it for him reminds me of that. That's fascinating. Showing kids money, thinking abundantly at an early age. Yeah. Pretty brilliant. Yeah. Yep. So on a tangible level, you, you, you help people manage their money and plan for obviously their retirement. Right. And, but ultimately the, the, the bigger thing, it sounds like it's, you're helping people create more freedom in their life, which I love. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we're in strategic coach. I've been in the program for over seven years now. And yeah. in coach, they, they teach you free days. That's first free days, focus days. That's where you're doing the things that you should be doing because uh -huh. we're only really good at two to three things, ladies and gentlemen, um, and really focus on that. And then your the, the buffer days. Those are the days where you clean up your messes when you're doing the things that you don't really like doing, but you have to do. Mm. So Free days are the core of our life. When you work less, you make more. But when you're working, you're focused. Like today's a focus day for me. I'm doing this interview, which I'm super grateful for. And then I'm meeting with a couple new prospective clients. Yeah. And that's all I'm doing today. That's it. Nothing else. So I love doing that. I don't feel like this is work. I feel like I'm just doing my passion and doing the things that I was put on this earth to do. 
And like on Friday afternoon, my wife and I took the afternoon off. We did a float, like where you're in the salt water and you just relax in this, um, this like tank basically for an hour. And it was like the most relaxing thing. And we went out and had a coffee in the afternoon and just spent time with each other, not on the phone, being present. And I really think when you plan out your money, you can be present and do the things you want to with your life. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Um, and I remember the last time we spoke on the phone, maybe a week or two ago, you also had another free day. To, you did the, the race car driving, right? You, Absolutely. Um, my friend Justin and I, we took our cars that we own yeah. to a racetrack here in the Chicagoland area, and we raced our cars on there. I mean, we wore the helmets. It was safe. There was a professional driver on the course, but we had 45 minutes on the track. And then 45 minutes on this little cone mini course that you see in, um, you know, all the advertisements for the fancy cars, all that stuff. But you're actually driving your car through these cones. And it was so much fun and liberating. And that gives you energy to go out and do bigger and better things with your life. Yeah, that's amazing. So when somebody comes to you, as a, like suppose one of these new people you're talking to today wants you to wants to be a client. Where do you start with them? Do you start with like the freedom part and like their vision and what they, all that stuff? Or how does that look? Yeah, I ask them what's most important to you financially. And I just be quiet. And that's where the conversation starts because yeah. I just want to listen to them to see if they're a good fit, first of all. Because they don't, don't work with everyone. You can't please everyone. I only work with grateful people and family oriented people. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to have a family, right? Yeah. But you're a grateful human being. That's like my rule. That's my number one rule. So today I'm just going to listen to everyone and hear what they have to say, see what their goals are, see if it's realistic. I mean, the majority of the people I work with things are realistic, but sometimes it's not. And it's okay to say no for all the business owners on the call watching this today and listening. You don't need everyone to grow your business. You need the right people. And that's another thing that strategic coaches taught me over the years. Fine. Yeah. I love that. You just, it's like you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need everyone to be super successful. I mean, you only need a few people truly to live that life of, of abundance. Yep. Very cool. Can you, can we, I want to circle back to the things you talked about, like, and there are things maybe we've heard before, but a lot of times the busyness of life maybe gets in the way of like implementing. Cause you might be more, I guess, especially in the beginning, people building their business and building their finances to really kind of work on in the day to day. But you've said things like make your money work for you, like cash flow, a mindset of abundance, be more purposeful, but like let's talk about maybe making money work, make, make money work for you. Like, can you share with us? Like, yeah. Like what stops people from being more effective at that and how can people get better at that? So I think that people do not understand where their money goes in the first place. Yeah. So think about this. If you don't know where it's going, how can you make it work? And their answer is you can't. That's why during the pandemic I wrote, my book, Money Habits for Success, but I also created the Your Money Journal. And it's an exercise where you bring this journal around with you for a week, 
when you go to the coffee uh, shop, when you go out to dinner, when you go buy your groceries, write down what you're spending your money on. But also those automatic payments, like you know your cell phone bill, your internet bill, the things that you just have automated, write that down too to see where your money is going. And after you do this exercise for a week, you're gonna see some revelations in your own personal life. When you add that up and say, oh my gosh, I spent $75 on coffee this week. It's like, wow, where did my money go? And $75 times four times 52 weeks, right? You look at your habits, that's real money. Yeah. And then if you, then if you compound a five or a 7% return on that for 20, 30 years and make it habitual, that's a differential maker. That's a huge, huge opportunity for you. And it's little. So paying attention to the little things are the hard things. And our society is made for that to happen on purpose because these big corporations want you to spend your money. They want it to feel good when you buy on the internet and automate this and two-day shipping. And it's it's part of the, the money trap that we have in our world right now. Convenience is a money trap. Um, it's great for certain things when you need something in a pinch, but it's not helping your finances because your money is going out the door when it when it could be in your pocket and growing for you. Right. I love the name of the journal. You said you, the You Are Money Journal? Your Money Journal, because you make it personalized yeah. because it's all about you. And that's how I run my business. Everything I do has nothing to do with me. Yeah, it's always about the other person. And that's an abundance mindset as well, because it's not about me. Yep. Yeah, that's a great segue. Can we talk about that now? Maybe an abundance mindset, too, since you brought it up. I want to ask you about that, too. Absolutely. I mean, I was always a glass half full type of kid. And my parents weren't like that. It was actually the opposite. So the things that I learned from my parents are I don't want to be like this. I don't want to have negative attitudes all the time. And, and they didn't have it all the time. But when things got tough, that's when things really became prevalent to me and knowing I didn't want to live like this. And that's why I created an abundant mindset business so that we can have cash flow coming in every month that I don't have to be in those same scenarios as my parents were. That's why I created this abundant mindset. And that's a choice, ladies and gentlemen. You choose that every single morning when you wake up. It's a choice. If you're not like that, you can change it now. You can make a decision right now, this second, listening to this amazing show to be abundant. And you're going to ask, how does that start? <laughs> it starts by looking at the probably five to 10 closest people around you and ask yourself, are they happy people? Are they abundant people? And if all those people around you are not, that's your first sign, that's your first problem actually, because you're surrounded by negative energy. You have to get rid of that. And it is okay to fire friends and let go of people in your life who do not belong there. That's an abundant attitude. That's an abundant action. Because in order to have clarity in your life, you need to take action. It's not thinking things, overthinking things. You actually need to take action. Yeah. So um, reading books about being abundant, listening to amazing shows like this, that brings abundance to your life. And just creating a new mindset. And I think journaling is the number one factor to that, in my opinion. Yeah. Meditating is a good thing too. 
even if it's 30 seconds in the in the um, grocery store line where you're just being present, that's an abundance activity as well. Yep. I love journaling too. I think journaling is super powerful just to get your thoughts out on paper instead of looping around in your head constantly. Absolutely. That's part of the action. Action yeah. creates clarity. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fun talking to you, man, because I like you could feel the abundance from <laughs> from the person, right? So that's that's why I'm excited about being in Strategic Coach. That's why I'm excited that we met and just it, it makes such a big difference that who you spend time with is who you become. So I agree with you so much. And I, I mean, being a coach for so long, I wish I would have done things differently when I joined over seven years ago, I wish I would have formulated better relationships with people. I wish I would have kept in touch with a lot more people. And that was a mistake. And I didn't realize the value of that, but now I'm doing a much better job of that and cultivating relationships just like ours. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of other people in coach who are just the highest level thinkers, high level entrepreneurs, and they want to change the world. And that's what we're put on this world to do is to go out and create and be magnificent for others. That's the whole purpose of life. Once you get your mindset around, it's not about you. I think that's when everything changes because you're not looking inside at a, from a place of scarcity. You're looking at the world of thinking, how can I go out and make a difference in people's lives? And that's what I think every single day is how can I go out and make a difference? Even if I can't help someone right now or maybe in the future, I still want to make a difference in their lives, even if I don't get paid, because it's not about the money. The money is a byproduct of how you want to live your life. I want to repeat that. Yeah. Money is a byproduct of how you want to live your life. It can be fancy watches, big houses, cars, the whole nine yards. You think that's what you need to be successful, and that's not the truth. It's not the truth. Again, it goes back to your freedom of time. If you have freedom of time, that's the true value. That's where you have intrinsic value. Mm, so true. Money is the byproduct of how you want to live your life. That's a great one. Very. That's cool. something I, I created a few years ago in my own mind, just thinking like, what's the byproduct of money? Like, what does it do for you? And it's, it's the equivalent of how you want to live your life. And going back to my childhood, when my parents had trouble paying the mortgage or they didn't know where their next mortgage payment was gonna come from, that's what I didn't want. So I decided to make money an abundant resource and an ever flowing resource so that we don't have to worry about those, those instances in life. And um, that's the byproduct is freedom. Yeah. Are there any books you recommend about an abundance mindset or abundance around money? I would definitely recommend a lot of the Dan Sullivan quarterly books. Um, I have a ton of them here, but my favorite one is called Wanting What You Want. It's by Dan Sullivan. Oh. And it's a 45 to an hour, uh, 45 minute to an hour read. It's probably 40 pages, 50 pages. And that book changed my life because I like setting goals with rewards and that is buying maybe a watch or doing something that or take your family on a vacation because you reached a certain level and that's part of that byproduct of growing as a human being 
growing as a better person, becoming a better family person, a better entrepreneur, a better business owner, and a better leader. And once you hit these goals, then you go reward yourself. That's the whole point. Or give back or give to um, a charity or spend your time. Um, you know, I was a treasurer for um, an organ organization here in Chicago that helps get underprivileged kids out on the water and teach them about nautical arts because I'm a sailor here. Um, and that was so incredibly rewarding hearing these kids come back from being out on the water and saying, this is the best day of my life. And you're changing their lives. You're giving them the opportunity to think abundantly. So powerful. Wow. Yeah. That's one of the great ways to cultivate abundance too, by just giving back and volunteering and helping other people out. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to go back to your question from a mindset book. Yeah. I would listen actually to Jim Rohn. R-O-H-N, you know, unfortunately he's passed away, but he, his recordings and videos and YouTube videos, that's the beautiful thing about the internet nowadays is everything's at our fingertips. So maybe instead of watching an hour of TV, listen to an hour of motivation things. Like Jim Rohn is a perfect example of that. And sometimes I listen to music while I'm running. Sometimes I listen to that stuff, depending on my mindset and how things are going in life. And, uh, that's what that's a starting place that I would really recommend. Yeah, very cool. So Dan Sullivan's quarterly books and one is uh, getting what you want. I think you said, let me see the note I put down. Wanting what you want, wanting what you want by Dan Sullivan and Jim Rohn. Cool. So as we start to wrap it up, uh, I just want to jump into a big part of what peak performance humans is about is, hey, what are the rituals and habits you do to be a peak performer. And I consider you definitely a peak performer in life and business. So are there any rituals or habits or routines? I know you brought up journaling, which is, I agree hundred percent, but are any habits or rituals or routines that you find useful throughout your day or week or whenever? Exercise. Exercise. It's yeah. Simple. It's super simple, but I go running in the mornings. Yeah. You know, I played soccer in college. I hated running in college. We used to have three practices a day in August in the 90 degree heat. We were running up and down the hills in West Virginia and the mountains. It was like brutal, absolutely brutal. But spending at least 10 minutes a day going running is my happy place. And the reason for that clears my mind, gets me thinking, but it gets my day start. I already won the day. I got my heart pumping. Yeah. I'm taking care of myself and I already won the day. And it's whatever time in the morning. That's the powerful thing for me being a peak performer. Yeah. Because when you're winning before eight o'clock, that's the goal. I have a sign behind me that says, you make or break your life before 8 a.m. That's great. And that's truly what I believe in is getting up, getting your day ready, and having a plan of action and go execute and go have fun, go enjoy it, right? Because if you're not enjoying it, you're wasting your time. And that's that's such a shame. Yeah, I love that. Very cool. How can people connect with you or reach out or just get some support or resources if they, if they wanna reach out to you? Um, a couple ways, LinkedIn is the best way to do that. Um, I'm Bill Bloom, R-I-C-P on LinkedIn. 
And our company website is www.bloomfinancialco.com. And I'm happy to speak with um, with anyone who wants to reach out. We could talk about abundance. We could talk about strategies. Um, we'd love to connect with your audience. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Bill. I appreciate your generosity and your your abundance <laughs> uh, for sure. <laughs> it's always well, so I appreciate it. But thank you so much for having me on your show. I love watching your episodes. So looking forward to doing this again in the future and having you on our new show coming up as well. Oh, absolutely, man. For sure. We'll make sure to let everybody know when that comes out because you're putting out a podcast, right? Absolutely. It's going to be called the Retire As You Desire podcast, and that's going to be launched in July. Perfect. Awesome, Bill. Thank you.